recording. Om Stapakaya Chadadamasya Sarva Dharma Sarupini Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishna Yamangalam Om Sarashiva Sar Om Mangalam Gurudevaya Devi Matricha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Vrindevya Sarvalokaya Mangalam Om Sarashiva Samarambam Shankaracharya Madhyamam Ashmaracharya Prayantam Vande Gurum Paramparam Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Gurudevo Mahishwara Gurudevo Parambrahmantasmai Sri Gurudev Namaha there's also tea, I think, somewhere. Mm-hmm. We have an intimate group today. Can you hand me this cup of nectar, also known as coffee. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm going to get some tea. Thank you. Right. So we're doing here, Parsik is... So we can uh, won't interrupt the the, uh, the guests coming to the temple. Could you for a little bit? little tiny bit. A little bit this way towards me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Would you like some tea? No, thank you. Would you like some tea? Okay. You can bring it down so I can do it sitting. Mm-hmm. Bring it. You can do it here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So last week we read some verses from the Srimad Bhagavatam, Narada Muni speaking to um, uh, Yudhisthir. Yudhisthir asked him uh, this question. He asked him what is, he asked instruction on Dharma. And one of the questions he asked, he asked specifically what is, what is Sanatan Dharma and what is Varna Ashram Dharma. And so, and we, and we discussed last week a little bit that, that this has become common to say to Instead of describing the Indian Hindu religion as Hindu, it's we, we like to say, oh, the original name is Sanatana Dharma, and uh, and we hear it like oh Hindu, the word Hindu is uh, is a foreign term that of, of of the people on the other side of the Sindhu River, and so the group of their beliefs, and that's not an improper thing to say. Uh, it is in fact a, a a foreign word perhaps, but it's a word that's not inappropriate. I mean, Lord Chaitanya used this term in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, Sri Ramakrishna also used the term, you know, it, was, it wasn't against it. But we like to use Sanatana Dharma and think, oh, this is the eternal religion. So what does it mean to be the eternal religion? It's, we like to think, oh, our religion is eternal. Everybody else's religion is, is not eternal. So that's a dangerous, potentially a dangerous perspective, right? So, so Narada Muni describes what is meant by Sanatana Dharma compared to Varnashram Dharma. And usually the thing that we consider aspect of Hinduism is actually, usually it's the it's the spiritual culture uh, of of, sana, of varna ashram dharma. This is the yep. My eyes just have catch. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Uh, sana, uh, uh. <laughs> Are we okay over there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. okay. No problem. Remember, there's only fierce goddesses with weapons there. So. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit here. Uh, uh, speaking of that, so uh, uh, so the things we usually thought, oh, if Sanatana Dharma is the word for Hinduism, what is Hinduism? So you start saying, well, like we have the uh, the duties and responsibilities and practices of the different varnas. This is different, the, the Brahmanas, the Chatriyas, the Vaishyas, the Sudras. Then you have the duties and practices and behavior of uh, the ashrams. This is the Brahmacharis, the 
uh, grihastas, vanaprastas, and sannyasis. So, but Nara, uh, Yudhisthira asked two questions: What is Sanatana Marva, and what what is Varna Ashram? The the the, the uh, badly translated as caste dharma, or and and stages of life. So, meaning that they're two different things, right? So, so, uh, so what what he mean, what what uh, Narada Muni then begins to explain is what is considered Sanatana Dharma. Sanatana meaning eternal or unchanging or constant, and we gave some definitions from Shankaracharya's Brahma Sutta introduction on, on what it meant, what the Sanatana means. Um, uh, that is not the same as Varnashram Dharma. It's not the same as most most of the practices and specific beliefs and practices of Hinduism. Sanatana Dharma is described as, and he gives, he gives, I think he gives a list of 21 or 27. I don't have the Bhagavatam with me, that chapter. But it was started with Ahimsa, Satyam, Brahmacharya, Asteya, uh, uh, Daya, Dana, these, these, these general uh, all-encompassing principles. And uh, so this is this is this is um, compassion, self-inquiry, um, charity, nonviolence, truthfulness. These are sanatan. These are uh, these are eternal principles, and and they're meant for everybody in every situation in all conditions, in respective of time, place, person. Right. Uh, and then then he says, and but then how to live those things specifically? Then we have our particular. We have the dharmas as as students, or dharmas as parents, dharmas as as. as as, uh, as leaders, dharmas, as followers, of dharmas, as of, uh, 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 of swamis and of brahmacharis and of teachers, and like everybody has their duties and responsibilities. Uh, but so in uh, um, describing this, and then I quoted one verse from. Fortunately, I don't have. I lost my last week's notes or two weeks ago's notes, and then I deleted last week, <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> In my in my in frenzy to clean the computer in a in a series of false renunciations, I got rid of something valuable. <laughs> often the case. Anyway, there's a beautiful verse. It's in the last section of the Vishnu Sahasranamam. Let me remember some verse, some lines of it. it says that uh, the everyone says universally, people say that good behavior is essential. That is uh, uh, essential, and it says good behavior is established is based upon dharma. Dharma is based upon. So all the scriptures say. Good behavior is essential. Good behavior, sadhacharya, says actually yes, use the charya, I mean sadhacharya, good behavior, is based on dharma. Dharma is based upon um, uh, uh, Veda. And Veda, or scriptures, right? and, and, and or Veda, no, uh, something like this, and is based upon Achutta, uh, Vishnu, or the inconceivable Lord, the all pervading, imperishable Lord. So even Dharma is based upon, so the reason to follow Dharma, the reason to follow Ahimsa, Satyam, Asteya, Brahmacharya, these different practices that are described as Sanatana Dharma, is to find the eternal Satya, the eternal uh, reality, the, the unchanging reality. And this is, a big, this is a big point in Tantra also, because in Tantra we hold that there's Shiva and Shakti, right? And so Sri Ramakrishna describes, he says, uh, or Brahman and Shakti, or sometimes visualizes Shiva and Shakti. And uh, you have the, the, the all-pervading, unchangeless, uh, uh, timeless reality, and then you have that reality in, as vibrating in manifestation. So, uh, yeah, the, so we say in that, in the, what is it? Strististiti um, vinashanam shakti bhute sanatani. The prayer for the Divine Mother that you are the, the power that sthisti sthiti vinashanam shakti bhuti. You are the power that 
creates stiti, strishti stiti. Stiti means to establish or preserve, and vinasha and destroy. This means, you know, the, that means actually it's it's a way of glorifying the divine mother as you are the power of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, or you are the power. But then it says, and you are sanatani. Sanatani means unchanging. So you are that all that's changing and all that's unchanging. So this term Sanatana Dharma is that Sanatani. It's it's orientation towards discovering that which is unchanging, the that which is beyond time. Not we always say eternal. Eternal merely means like not everlasting, not living forever. It's living beyond time or real, that reality beyond time. So we went last week and I gave a long almost two hours discussion on trying to before I even got to and even ever got to my actual discussion topic <clears throat> so in that list that Narada Muni gives of the principles of Sanatana Dharma he describes basically summarizing the, the Yamas and the Yamas especially the Yamas and in the Yoga Sutra of Patanjali he actually describes when he just gives the list of the, of the of the five Yamas and the five Niyamas he then actually, let me see if I can find it it says uh, uh, Jati Desha Kala Samya so, irrespective of jati or, or uh, family or, or social right. position, I guess, right? At birth, Gosh, birth yeah. and caste and social reasons like that. Desha, desha, according to place, and kala, according to time uh, uh, or circumstance. Samya, annavachaniya, sarabhoma, mahavratam. These have to be followed. These are the great vow that's followed irrespective of time, place, and circumstance. Is it getting too warm? Is it okay? It's going to get... Is it okay, everybody? Okay, if you get, you can open the window a little bit. I've never had more than two people in here at a time so far. <laughs> so far. I think only the, the opening carrot time we had four or yeah, five people. Had, yeah. <laughs> the first time. So it was a new experiment. We'll see if the walls start bleeding or something. We're <laughs> unexpected. Um, uh, uh, so, this, so, so that's also by Patanjali also describing this is the definition of Sanatan. Right, the Dharma that, that is so according to Patanjali, the, the Yamas are Sanatana. The Niyamas are, are expans- expansion on it. This list of five Yamas, five Niyamas, of the fam- we'll read them. This, this is the famous uh, list from Patanjali. There's other uh, renditions, right, in the uh, Sharada Tilaka Tantra, a very important text. Uh, uh, unfortunately, not well translated so far. There's no good translation mm-hmm. of the Sharada yeah. Tilaka Tantra. Hmm? You know, yeah, it's I like, have, yeah, you I have it, it badly translated. I had it, but it was in Sanskrit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, there's a trans, I have a translation, not great. Uh, somebody needs to, it'd be a lifetime work, it's not an easy work to translate. Um, but anyways, it, there it gives a list of ten yamas and ten yamas. It's expands and flushes it out. That same list is, is given in the Devi uh, Bhagavatam, the Devi Gita. Right, so uh, so the Sharatilaka Tantra and Devi Gita, these are tantric texts, Shakta texts. So, uh, and so it's a little more... Um, sadhana oriented right so it's just, it describes it unfolds and we'll read that list also very interesting anyway so i wanted to read a little bit from the yoga sutra from verse 28 i think of the second second book is sadhana i forget the name of the three mm. of the four chapters the second yeah, chapter second whatever the second chapter is uh, forgive me you uh, uh it says uh, uh verse 20 i won't read the sanskrit here um uh, through practice of these limbs of yoga, impurity is overcome in wisdom, and an enduring capacity to make uh, distinctions can, are achieved. So it's interesting. So this is we we spent a lot of time last week describing 
that according to uh, Shastra, according to our Guruji also, Swami Vishwamananda, he, he says again and again that the, pur- the only purpose of sadhana is, anybody remember? You were, you were here? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> next. Ah, ah, okay. I have a bigger stick. I can still reach you. <laughs> right, is, is mana shuddhi. Right, the only purpose of sadhana is to purify the mind. And we gave this to Shramaka's example of like purifying a, a uh, magnet right? or a uh, needle. Right, a needle is naturally drawn. Shramaka said a needle is naturally drawn to the magnet. And so if it's not drawn to the magnet, we, we, uh, we described there's only a few reasons. It's actually, it is, it's its nature to be drawn to the magnet. It's, if it's not, it's for a couple of reasons. One is that it's not close and therefore not feeling the pull. Right. One is that it's, um, uh, uh, you mentioned it's turned around and therefore you have like negative poles and things like that. There's something to that. I, that I thought of that one. And then the one that Sri Ramakrishna describes is that it's covered in mud, encased in mud. And therefore, even though it's being pulled, it doesn't seem to move. So the fact that we're not rushing full of longing and devotion and, and, and aspiration, uh, 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 agony and separation from God, which all the saints exhibit, Sri Ramakrishna said that's the yoga of this age, the age of the yoga of longing. No other thing, nothing else is actually necessary than longing. If we're not, if we're, if we're not, it's not because we're not good. The soul's nature is to be drawn to God. It means that our mind has been covered by dust or by mud, right? Or it's or, so. Therefore, sadhana becomes to wash, to clean the mind, and so that's he says, ashuda kyasha jana diptir. By cleaning the mind, then the uh, the soul begins. The light of the soul just shines naturally, right? So the purpose of the purpose of the yamas, the purpose of the niyamas, actually the pers- purpose of the uh, the the nine limbs are. I'm adding my own limbs, my the eight, eight limbs of Patanjali's <laughs> yeah. This is I. One sentence, people are gonna <laughs> turn off the camera. <laughs> the nine limbs of Patanjali. Okay, next. <laughs> Let's see what else is on, on Facebook right now. <laughs> oh, the close one. <laughs> you lose your cred easy. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, so, uh, but. And so we, I mean, everybody here knows the, about the Eightfold Path. I don't have to overly describe. And I, for many years, even when I used to, when I used to give classes at UCI in the yoga department, uh, um, it was an interest. I used to also describe it as like, like I used to visualize it, and, and it's not wrong as like, a, like steps, stages of a ladder. You do one thing, and then you move to the next thing, and you do the next thing, right? And that's not wrong, but it's not exactly right either. Mm-hmm. Right, because limbs, it's it's uh, limbs like I have limbs. These are called angas, right? You know, uh, 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 Kali is described as chaturanga. She has eight, four limbs, right? Uh, uh, so this is these. So she has four. She has four arms, right? So we have we have uh, various aspects of ourselves. And if you develop them, you develop all of them, right? You don't. Of course, you may you may at different times give focus. On, on, you know, it's like you gotta, you know, where, where do you work out first? You know, you work on your arms, you work on your legs, like this, and you develop everything. So the whole, the eight, the eight limbs are all part of yoga, all part of, of sadhana. They all develop organically, right? But still, the idea, the, the idea of a ladder is still not incorrect, right? Because the yamas, niyamas, these are, they're mentioned first, not because they're at the top, because you go from the bottom up in a certain, just like, uh, uh, so, the yamas and the other are considered like your legs or your feet, 
or if you're using the analogy of a building we used last week or two weeks ago, is that of a foundation. Right? There's a book that the Kawaii Ashram puts out, it's like the Yamas Niyama, the Yoga's Forgotten Foundation, or something like that. They use that same term, right? It's a forgotten foundation. So if you build a building without a foundation, as I've said many times, you build an accident. The building will definitely fall, right? So it's, it's, it does make sense. There is, and then and Samadhi is not the first step. It's considered the final step, right? So it's still not wrong to consider from, to think, consider it as developing, but they're all developed simultaneously. So it's not like you have to be a master at Yama before you can try asana, before you sit properly. You know, but sitting itself is part of the process of developing Yama and Niyama. Uh, Yama, Niyama, Asana, Pranayamra, Pratyahara, Dharana, Dhyana, Samadayo, Stava, Anga, uh, sorry, uh, Stavangani, something like that. The limbs of the Eightfold Path are as follows. And this is Yama, Niyama, Pranayama, Pratyahara, Dharana, Dhyana, Samadhi. These are the eight limbs. So it says, I, so the first now defines Yama, which Narada says is the basis of Sanatana Dharma. So you have to think, this is the foundational parts of religion. Ahimsa, Satya, Asteya, Brahmacharya, Appa, 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 sorry. Aparigraha. Like I got it? No, I didn't get it right. Aparigraha. Thank you. Thank you. Yamaha. Right, so we're defining what is yama. So ahimsa. So these are simple things, but directly not that simple. Obviously, it's simple to say, not easy to practice. Ahimsa means uh, non-violence. Ahimsa, not harming. And this is negatively described. Actually, most of these are negatively described. You know, it's like not stealing or not coveting and not, not daima. Uh, Presentaraki, uh, uh. estamos. Okay. You still you still okay back there? Okay. Um so non nonviolence. The the positive side of nonviolence is another way of saying love, right? but we'll go into that. Satya means truth. Asteya. Uh, asteya means actually we get the, that steya and steal is the same word, right? Develop so not stealing, right? So it's not that complicated. Asteya, where are we? Aparigraha. Uh, up, up, uh, Thank you. My tongue is not at its best today. Uh, uh, this means non-attachment uh, or not covetness, coveting, coveting. You know what I mean. Uh, 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 and then brahmacharya. <coughs> so uh, this this ahimsa is always listed first, and in the in the uh, in the Buddhist tradition and in the Jain tradition, they have this this line ahimsa paramadharma. Ahimsa is the foremost or the greatest or the topmost dharma or the most important aspect of religion. And we may have mentioned this last time also that that uh, I've read legitimate people. Criticizing it. Well, it's not that important in his Hinduism. Uh, this is borrowed. This is a borrowed idea from Buddhism and Jainism. That's a very common thing, right? Because they're, they're the ones that say Ahimsa Parama Dharma. It doesn't say so in Hinduism, but actually it does say so in Hinduism. Twenty-seven times in the Mahabharata, the list says it. Not only does it say Ahimsa is the greatest religion, it is the greatest austerity, the greatest charity, the greatest rule, the greatest uh, obedience, the greatest. Uh, uh, it lists like ahimsa parama this, ahimsa parama this, right? Mm -hmm. So it is, and Mahabharata is not a, a, a 
a um, a, uh, a gentle text, right? It's a gentle. The book. It's it's a book of about an ancient war, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's still it's still describing. Well, while it's true, the Hindu is not is not. Um, there's a place for an understood place of necessary violence, perhaps, right? But Ahimsa is considered the topmost principle. And then after Ahimsa is Satya, Satya means truthfulness or honesty. And some would, and, and then, the, but it's very important to list Ahimsa, Satya, Satya. Uh, uh, but people sometimes challenge, what if, and then they give the, uh, the classic story, what if, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, you're sitting under a tree and you see somebody run by and, and run up a tree to hide. Right, and then you see somebody else, a bunch of a bunch of uh, thieves and and with with weapons come looking. Have you seen that the guy? I'm looking for this guy to kill him. Right? Have you seen him? What do you say? Right? You know, so no, I have to. I'm a yogi and I have to follow Satya. So yeah, he's in the tree. Right. So obviously, so this has been this is a, a classical. It's in the text, right, in the commentaries, is to flesh out discussions that people use on on this. That's a very famous example. Uh, uh, so what what would we do, you know? So so the 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 answer is it says ahimsa satya. It doesn't say satya ahimsa, right? Ahimsa is a higher principle in this particular case. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean we should constantly lie in order to do good and not hurt people. But if hurting, you know, so the the but it's it's not an excuse to lie, right? But the higher principle, the higher the higher truth, you can look somebody in the face. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't seen anybody. So within this list, Ahimsa, Satya, Asteya, Brahmacharya, Aparigraha, my tongue will do it. Swami Shivananda, again and again, and our Guruji also used to give emphasis to three, to constantly, we mentioned this a little bit, this is what I wanted to talk about last week. He says, Ahimsa, Satya, Brahmacharya. These are the three that has to be, these are the yogis, continuous meditation, continuous practice. But we'll go back. So, uh, um, so Yama, uh, sorry, uh, Ahimsa. There's a verse also in the called um, in the in the um, Tantrasada, Tantric text is describing that it has a, a the Tantric prospect of Manasa Puja. We do this every day in Puja. Maybe not every day. On Amavashas we'll do this. You'll see when we do we chant a mantra describing the divine uh, Kali's form, and we put a flower on our head. You probably have seen this, right? And we meditate, and we sometimes. You know, trying to balance a flower with like ahimsa parama pushpam push. You try to read this one without knocking down the flower. Sometimes not. Last time I was unsuccessful. My flower fell. Right, but the idea is that it's it's describing a long meditation, a form of mental worship. Right, and it's describing that you know within the heart there's an infinite ocean of consciousness of amrita. Within that there's a wish fulfilling uh, uh, island of wish fulfilling gems. On top of that there's a kalpa to the tree. Underneath that tree you meditate upon this. You see Mother Kali sitting. You offer then your heart as a lotus. You offer wa- the water dripping from the thousand petals uh, lotus as to wash the feet. You, uh, that same water is used to rinse her mouth and uh, to bathe her. You, uh, you offer the fragrance of the earth as, as flower. The mind, uh, no, as fragrance, you offer the mind as flowers, uh, uh, the pranas as incense, the, tat, the agni tattvam, the principle of light, uh, as as a as as lamp. It goes like this: a very deep meditation. You're offering all the very structures that you offer. Uh, in Puja, you see, we offer an umbrella. The umbrella is a thousand petal lotus. The fan is the wind element. Everything like this, 
and then it describes, now at the end we also do Pushpanjali. After Puja, you see, we also offer lots of flowers. So it describes what are the Pushpanjali. And the flower of non-attachment, the flowers of self-control, the flowers of, of freedom from, from jealousy, the flower of freedom from avarice, the flower of, like the, and then the, uh, the scribe, first, the, and then it says, these are the ten flowers. And then it gives another list. If I remember, Ahimsa Parama Pushpam, 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 Indriyagraha, Indriyagraha. Uh, so at first it says the supreme flower, the, the, these are the real flowers, the supreme flower of Ahimsa, ahimsa Parama Pushpam. Again, Parama, Parama Dharma here is the supreme flower. The real offering is that of nonviolence. Ahimsa Parama Pushpam, Pushpam, uh, Indriyagraha. And the flower of control of the senses, Jnana Pushpam, uh, what is it? Daya Pushpam. Uh, when I'm doing it, I know it. You are the flower of compassion, the flower of, 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 of forgiveness, Shama Pushpam, and the uh, and fire of the flower of knowledge. Right. Right. These are and these are the fifteen flowers that are made, and it says that are they're made of bhava. Right. This is a real. So this is a, this is these are our inner feeling. Right, the, the the flowers we're offering. Are, so the real flower, we can do puja. We can offer. I mean, before coming in, I offered, I decorated the shrine with beautiful flowers, so you can see Ma and Shiva decorated nicely, right? But actually, these are. I went outside and cut and, and, and trimmed, poor rosebush and minding his own business there, trying to attract bees. <laughs> and the Swami comes. Uh, the, the non-violent Swami comes with a pair of scissors and, you know, cuts them in order. So this is not the highest flower. They're beautiful flowers, and it's nice to do puja with flowers. The real puja is the puja, the flower of nonviolence, the flower of forgiveness, fire of compassion, fire of knowledge, fire of flower. I keep saying fire. The flower of uh, control of the senses. Um, so ahimsa, uh, 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 we'll go back. Ahimsa satya, uh, uh, um, uh, truth. There is a um, so truth also is uh, Swami Shivananda was reading this this morning. Just so happened. He says, A worldly man, a moralist, and a spiritual man have different conceptions of truth. This is his three categories a, 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 a spiritualist, a worldly person, a materialistic person, and a moralist. What's considered truth? Right? To a, a, a worldly person, truth is what's there's a, there's a, um, it's based upon uh, uh, benefit, right? What do you say? What do you don't say? What do you? And you can see, like if like if you have to go to a uh, lawyer, be very careful. Don't lie, but be very careful what you say, right? You must make sure it benefits you, right? So the truth becomes what benefits you, right? That, uh, that's one standard. The moral uh, to a moralist, to a, a moralist, a ethic, ethic, ethicist, ethicist. Or a, whatever that. <laughs> Would be what's the like like the example of the person running and hiding in a tree like what the truth is, what does the maximum benefit, right? But to a spiritual person, according to Swami Shivananda, the uh, um, truth is not, not has neither one. Truth is, the foundation of everything. It's Brahman, right? And uh, uh, that that's uh, uh, what's that one line from the Upanishads? Satcham uh, Gyanam Anantam Brahman. Is that right? Right, that the, the Brahman is truth, knowledge, and infinite truth and knowledge, and unending. Uh, that's that's that definition in the Upanishad of of, of, of Brahman. Brahman is jnanam, uh, satyam jnanam anantam. I think that's right. Right. I have four or five of these verses in my head. 
more. <clears throat> so the, the, a, a, a yogi's or a sanatani, sanatanist, uh, adherence to truth is not just because it's morally correct, right? Not that it's good for us, although it is morally correct and it is good for us. But m what's good for us changes, right? Sometimes saying one thing is good, sometimes saying the opposite thing is good, right? And what's uh, and our also our moral our, our sense of morality changes, right? Uh, one thing is good in some situation, not good in another situation. But the truth, what Shankaracharya establishes that which is unchanging, unborn. Undying can't be all the things we discussed last time. That is that is uh, that's that's the foundation. And so Sri Ramakrishna said, if you leave, if you give up truth, then what do, what are we? We're we're searching for truth. Swami Gyanananda, one great Kriya yogi in in um, in um, uh, in in, in um, Dehradun, right? A very nice. He he says somebody asked him. I've seen this happen in front of me, but I remember from a book. He he was very clever. Uh, and somebody asked, "So Swamiji, what should be the goal of a seeker of truth?" Right. And so he said, "Truth." <laughs> it's like a real simple like. And he I mean, he t and then he said, "I've always believed that every question has within it the answer." Right? <laughs> so somebody in our group, what should be the you know? So anyways, like like we answered that he was. He had to be careful not to offend, hurt the person. It was not a stupid question, but the, so if our goal is to seek truth, we have to truth is 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 is, is everything. So Sri Ramakrishna said, actually, it's become almost a, a mania for him, right? If he said something, it ha he had to do. He was so established in truth, he couldn't. If he, if if he said, "Oh, I, I'll visit you on Tuesday," and at, at eleven forty nine, he'd wake up. Oh my God, I didn't visit. And he'd run to the person. He'd and he'd open somebody's gate and step into their house and, and go back home and go to sleep. Because the, the idea that he didn't, if he said he was going to do something, he became extreme. He says we shouldn't be extreme, but we should be extreme. Right? We shouldn't deviate from truth. Uh, and and what is that? The in, in the um, the most common puja. If I've been moving to your house for puja, we probably did Satyanarayan puja. That's the most common, right? Where it says, and all those stories, and that whole puja, and the whole Bharat, and all, and the and the Satyanarayan kata is all about somebody who says they're going to do something and then does it. Right and the benefit, mm -hmm. and then the somebody who says they're going to do something and then doesn't do it, not benefit. You know, it's like because your brain because and he says in Kali Yuga I am Satya. It's a very important part. Uh, he says in I'm known in different yugas by different names, and in Kali Yuga I am known as Satya Narayan. This is in Padma Purana. Important. I'm moving my ass in here. Slip. Go in there. Satya Mahimsa Masteya Brahma. What is it? Satya Mahimsa Ashteya. Not these are. I don't have to. Sri Ramakrishna described as we should see other people's property as filth, right? Not that I want, but meaning that you shouldn't desire somebody else's property. Very easy principle to understand. But also, what is considered actually like sneaking into somebody's house and stealing something? That's obviously stealing. That's not good. It happens more than we think. Uh, 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 uh. If you get, if you see the, um, the even here in our, our little town Laguna, if we see the uh, student news, you get to see almost every day. You know who, what bank has been robbed in Laguna, who's been held up by 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 knife points. It's, like, it's like little Laguna. You would it's actually quite quite bad. Actually, <laughs> quite bad. Um, but stealing is not just stealing. There, what's what's the definition of stealing? Stealing is taking. Well, the, the definition of stealing is stealing is taking something that's not yours, or stealing is taking something you didn't earn. 
that's another by extension right uh, or uh, uh, and so in the Gita there's a very interesting the third uh, third chapter of the Gita uh, so it describes the the, the cycle of of, of, of uh, yeah, it's a little warm. Yep, you pull the, the hook, hook towards you. Yeah. Simultaneously. There it is. Thank you. Um, you pull. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm about to describe. You pull the thing towards you. My goodness. All right. Uh, uh, so it describes the process of of, of, of of our interdependent life. Right. We're in, in the old way of looking at things. We are dependent upon the devas. And the rishis, right? We get we get the rains and we get nature from the devas, right? And the devas get their nourishment from our sacrifice, right? We get knowledge from the rishis. They get we repay the rishis by by practicing and spreading their knowledge. We get our bodies from our parents and family. So we repay our by obedience and service of our family and parents and lineage. We get um, uh, so we get benefit like this. And so he says, Krishna says that there's a there's an ancient cycle. Right. He says that this, this, the sacrifice, the the principle of sacrifice, is that we we get and we also give. This is part of the give and take of society. We do it in our society, but it is a cosmic thing. Uh, and he says, and then it says, uh, cherish, uh, uh, cherish by yagna the deva shall bestow on you, you the enjoyments of your desire. A thief verily is he who enjoys what is given to them without returning them anything. Right. So if you eat something without giving, paying for it, then you're then you're a thief. Right. Um, so it says, but, but if you pay for it, so that's a, that's a th- and, and then the next next line says the good, the good, uh, the good who eat the re- remains of yagya are freed from sin, but the sinful ones who cook food only for themselves verily eat sin. Uh, these two verses are kind of you know these two verses from the Gita they're kind of famous, yeah, right? And and we it's they usually used to describe why we should offer prasad. We offer food to the devas and we take the prasad, right? Mm-hmm. And to not do that, then we're eating sin and we're thieves, mm-hmm. right? Right? But it's a bigger thing because we have this is based upon what they call panchyagya dharma. We have an uh, we have obligation to five five categories of obligation we have to our parent like I mentioned to our parents to the to our ancestors ancestors and parents it's called pitrayagya. Deva Yagya is offering to the gods who give us our food and, and rain and, and, and nourishment like this. Rishis to the uh, uh, other people, Nada and Bhuta to animals and the like. Because if there's no, you know, it's like when bees die, society collapses. If ants die, we all die. You know, we we don't we're very interconnected. And so since we're getting from everybody, it's considered dharma. Part of dharma is to is to give back. When we have the leftover from that is considered prashad. Not that we offer a plate of food, and we do this. This is symbolic. We offer a plate of food in front to Ma, and then we take that as prashad. But like the Gita says, you feed, you feed the devas, you feed the ancestors, you feed your parents, you feed society, you feed the poor, you feed animals and insects and bugs, right? After you've done that, what's left that you can enjoy? That's yours. That's prashad. That's the remnant of sacrifice, not just what comes off the plate, right? And, and, and uh, 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 if to not do that is According to the Gita, then it's uh, you're stealing, and not only stealing, what you eat is a plate of. These are strong language, a plate of sin, right? Srila uh, uh, Prabhupada has a very nice line. It says, "And how can one be happy if one is both a sinner and a thief?" Actually, it is not possible. That's one of my favorite lines. I remember that when I was sixteen. It's a big line. <laughs> it's like, how can one be happy? <laughs> how can one be happy if one is both a sinner and a thief? 
So his his point is that you can practice by by offering, right? But this is so theft is not just sneaking in somebody's house or holding somebody up, it is taking what we didn't, taking not paying, not paying for what we get, and taking more than than than. than so that goes to the next one. Up, uh, up, uh, up, uh, up, uh, up, uh, up, 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 Right, what's immediately because actually what we need is that one we discussed like one line when we were um, uh, uh, talking about Vamana, right? When King Bali offers Vamana the the three worlds, they ask anything. This is all I want is three uh, paces of land measured by my own little tiny feet. Because no, 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 don't be silly, right? I'm the king. I can only tell you. I give you the whole universe. Why only three things of land? Of course, he does take the whole universe as his steps. You know the famous story, right? But still, there's a. There, the, I think this is. A, I always call them underlined verses, where you have like these are like the shining verses of each section, and this, and he says, somebody who's not satisfied with three steps of land will not be satisfied with the three worlds, hmm. right? That's the point, right? And then he hmm. takes the three, two steps of land, take up, takes up the three worlds, right? Uh, uh, to prove his point. But what are the three steps? Three steps of land. This is three steps. My little bed here. This is how long, how far it takes to, to lay down, right? Three steps of land is what you need to lay down. I mean, you're you're, you're not living the three. You're creating a three yeah. steps of land house, not right? It's your little house, right? Or these little quartiers. We need actually very little space to lay down, right? And then how much food do we need? We need. Well, I need this much. But I want this much. But we need this much. <laughs> My, I'm getting <laughs> like this more and more. But we actually need very a handful of food, right? Right. Right, uh, 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 you know, you can only drive one car at a time, <laughs> right? You know, so it's like, so what we need, so we can get. I mean, some we have we have karmas also. I mean, we work, people work, and they earn, and and they get more, they get very nice things perhaps. And, and the three steps is is not a, a grass mat, but a big. I go to houses and you see some of the the beds are this high. It's really quite something. Indian houses especially. For a rich Indian house, the beds are always this high. You have to have a little ladder to get up to. It's like, wow, I'm too scared to fall off. You know, it's like, I joke that I sleep on the floor because I can't fall off the floor. It's safer this way. <laughs> right? Uh, 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 and I, find I can fall off the floor is a problem. I'm not in. <clears throat> but, uh, but still, even if it's this big, you only need a tiny bit of space, right? Even if it's very nice quality food, you only need a little bit of food, right? So I think this is the gist of it, is, is being satisfied with what you need. Uh, uh, not, uh, uh, what is it in the, uh, uh, that, in the nectar of instruction, what's that, Upadeshamrita. One of the Gos Jiva Goswami, Rupa Goswami, there's a text, a small text, 11 verses or 12 verses. But it says that, uh, but it also describes as not to over-endeavor. One of the drawbacks of spirit, one of the Obstacles of spiritual life is to over endeavor for things that are difficult to attain. Not that we shouldn't work hard to get our, you know, satisfy our desires and help our family, that's the thing. But you work so hard to get something you don't need. Right? The thing. Work hard to get something you need. That's yeah. different. But you work hard to get something you don't need. Right? And I've told this story, but this is it. I, I, was, I was thinking of this first many, 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 many years ago. Right? We've been struggling with these ideas for a long time. And we were at a, a Amikananda's family's house, right? And they have a they have a, a, 
uh, big collection of antiques, right? That's a family business that his family was in. And um, there's this very nice tim Tiffany type of, you know what they call tim Tiffany lamps, lamps, right? And he probably got it secondhand. I mean, he doesn't get it. But I would just think I used that was my prop to illustrate my point young, at a young age, right? 17 years old or something, right? Right. We're all fired up <laughs> at that time. More than now, I think. Um, uh, uh, he says that, like, how much, how, I mean, what you know, how much of the Tiffany, Tiffany lamp A real cost? one? Yeah. Oh, so the real one. real one would be several thousand dollars. So several thousand dollars, yeah. right? So that's, I mean, it's a beautiful lamp. Yeah. And it's probably worth several thousand dollars. Right. Not that it's not worth that. It's a gorgeous piece of work, right? Well, then it will be even more. <laughs> well, let's, well, let's say several thousand dollars. Yeah. Like, and I was that time, I was working... Yeah. I, I'm not supposed to talk about my past life as a sannyasi, but I used to work at a record store. That was my big job <laughs> at $8 an hour, oh. <laughs> five, days, five days a week, five hours, a, three days a week. It was quite, pretty good. I had pretty yeah. good work, you know, pretty good. Maybe it was $6 an hour, I forget. It was, long, it was a long time ago. I remember it bigger. <laughs> it was enough. It was enough. But, but I was just thinking, so how many hours of work would it cost, would it take for me to have a timpani lamp? Mm -hmm. Right, it's like so many uh, hundred. I mean, I, I you know how many years, years, six years. Months. <laughs> six months, or... six, yeah, it was months and months and months yeah. of work to get something. And like, wow, all this work, and I finally got my beautiful timpani lamp <laughs> that I don't need. <laughs> right? You know, it's like it's it's one thing. I mean, maybe I maybe I'm, my my paycheck is higher. My you know, and I can get it fairly simply. I'm not against people having timpani lamps, but for me, it would have been over endeavoring for something yeah. difficult to achieve. Right better i could use that use that money and what i did instead i used the money to buy books and albums and, and, and tickets for india <laughs> that was my that was, that was a, a more appropriate use for a young person's uh, young aspirant you know complete works of vivekananda and this book i got it i got it from that paycheck i remember Whoa. i got this book oh. so many years ago the yoga center in Kostamisa. twelve dollars twelve dollars was expensive there but twelve dollars i remember but this but twelve dollars was two two hours of work Right, I, I looked at everything. It's like that's two hours of work. This is four hours of work. This is half hour of work. You know, but I was conscious of this verse: over endeavor for difficult for things that are difficult to achieve. It's not doesn't mean be lazy. Endeavor, you know, endeavor. You should endeavor, but uh, not for uh, things you don't need. Right. I think that's a lot of this uh, up, in my interpretation of this aparigraha. Aparigraha. I keep forgetting to put the R in. We have to think of what it means. Parigraha. Uh, Parigraha. Here, uh, uh, the pari um, in this sense means like in many places or large amount. And graha means taking. Uh, means not not taking large amounts. So if you and like I pull the word. I know how the words pull apart because my tongue doesn't doesn't do it. Right. Uh, so jati desh. So showing respect to others without regard to social. Every situation, by, by person, by place, by time, these should be followed at every time. This is called Mahavrata. This is the great vow. So, oh, I forgot, and Brahmacharya. Brahmacharya means, the simple meaning means celibacy, right? Brahmacharya, but the word means the action that leads to Brahman or Brahman, or walking or acting in Brahman, right? And and But celibacy does not mean just celibacy. Brahmacharya means celibacy, right? And But Brahmacharya also means purity. Right, and so uh, uh, when one gets married, that's also a type of brahmacharya. Because what is one? It's also tapasya. What are you giving up? You're giving <laughs> promiscuity up, right? So you get, therefore, you're, it's 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 a it's a vow of, of of fidelity, and that's also considered a type of brahmacharya, right? Uh, uh, and so, like a, a, a young brahmacharya student in the old traditional way, 
the expectation of Brahmacharya is one thing. As a household, it's going to be different. Right? Nonviolence is a universal principle. But as a sannyasi, maybe one way. Right? As a soldier, it may be different. Right? And, you know, but both are, uh, have, are held to Brahmacharya. But the, it's still, you know, it's going to be, uh, you have to understand it in its proper, in its proper way. So we quoted last week a, a verse from Tulsidas. Um, uh, uh, right? It's uh, Sri Ramakrishna who quoted. He says, if, if Sri Ramakrishna would quote it all, all the time, he says, if speaking only the truth is satya, speaking the truth and seeing other women's, other man's wives, in other words, converted, uh, as mother, and that means purely, if that doesn't get you God, then Tulsi is a liar. Let the world know Tulsi Das is a liar. You can throw his books away. Right? So he bases his whole reputation on this, on, on this whole thing. It's basically Satya. He based it on Satya and Brahmacharya. Mm-hmm. And Brahmacharya was not, he himself was married. Complicated. <laughs> you know his life. You know? He had a complicated married life. But, uh, uh, but uh, 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 it's looking at other man's wives, right? Or other woman's husbands or whatever you want to and now we can we can mix it up even more in modern day right <laughs> right right uh, 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 it, but, but if you don't by seeing them and, and behaving and reacting and engaging them purely if that doesn't get you God nothing will get you God that's basically what he's saying right uh, and it's a very big statement and, and Sri Ramakrishna by quoting the continuous that means this is Sri Ramakrishna's bold declaration right you stick to truth and you see people purely You'll, you know, you, you could, he was, sometimes he, he called it tamasic bhakti, right? He says, and you can actually, at the end, you can challenge God. He says, come, I want to slap you in the face. Come, in front of me. You're a liar. I'm t- you can tell God's a liar too, right? The scriptures that you say that, that this is sufficient for me to find God. And if I don't find God, then let the whole, I'm going to, I'm going to declare to everybody that God's a liar, right? It's a very big thing, but... People can't make this claim because most people haven't done these two things. <laughs> right. We'll go back to these. The, uh, uh, then the other, the other, the niyama, right? Saucha, santosha, tapaha, swadhyaya, ishvara, pranidana, niyamaha. Right. So saucha means cleanliness or purity. Again, uh, santosha means contentment. It's being satisfied. Uh, tapa, tapas, tapasya means austerity. Austerity is an interesting because austerity means, of course, it means even like actually all of these are yamas, niyamas are tapasya, mm-hmm. right? To do any of the things are tapasya, right? It means means self control, right? Self control is not easy, but if you do self control, tapas also means heat, right? If you do self control, you get. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how we're gonna fit. come a little bit closer. Come, come. We're just finishing. This is the final. <laughs> we'll see if, if, if what you built will fall apart now. <laughs> the walls are going to fall out. Are we okay? We won't go too long. Sorry for the interruption. No, you're not interruption. What time is it? Time is watching. 6 or 1. 6 or 1. Okay. We'll finish it in 10 minutes. Um, uh, tapaha. Um, so uh, when you do self-control, there is something that happens. It's called tapas means austerity. Tapas also means heat, right? Uh, so it, there's a fire. We call it the fire of tapasya. You know, when you do something, you you every time you 
can't say that you shouldn't be like, oh, I don't do anything, I have to resist everything, not like that. But even you can practice a little bit, you know, I want something, and I, and that, but I decide not, I, like I want, you know, want to eat something, I'm not going to eat that thing. Small thing, not easy. Like try to, try to not eat something you like to eat. <laughs> you know, or try to drink, or, or try to eat something you don't like to eat. That's even bigger to us yet. <laughs> or talk to somebody you don't like. Or not, to, or not to talk to somebody you do like. Whatever the situation is, right? But you know that, that little action, that little, that little action creates some, something, right? It gives you strength. But that strength, it creates, it's considered, it creates heat. And that heat is a, is, is a secret of yoga, right? Any, we, have, you know, we put pictures of yogis up. Why? They're tapasis. They have power. They have realization. Their power came from their austerity, right? We don't. Uh, our culture does not respect austerity, and therefore the yamas and niyamas are not practiced. But the yamas and niyamas, what should be austerity? I mean, you can. Okay, everybody, put your hand up and then put it down. Twelve years, I'll tell you to put your hand. I'll call on you in twelve. Twelve years, you. <laughs> what do you want? Right? You know, so you can do something like that. That's an, that's a powerful austerity. It's probably not suggested for most people, right? Or you can, you know, but or. Uh, uh, we don't have, maybe that's not the best austerity for most people. That's for a select few of certain lineages, right? But this, these austerities are not complicated, but they're not easy, right? Uh, uh, the, uh, uh, so tapasya. So to, although tapasya is listed as a separate thing, all these things are tapasya, right? Swad, and then swadhyaya. Swadhyaya means self-study. It, mean, it usually means it's translated as scripture study. So we, we study, like we're reading today, this class is Swadhyaya, we're studying the scripture, we can read the Bhagavad Gita, we can read the Yoga Sutra, we can read the Upanishads, we read the teachings of Sri Ramakrishna, and the yogis, mm-hmm. the saints, and the lives of the mystics, very, very good. But, um, um, uh, uh, but, uh, 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 what, but it's called Swadhyaya, Swadhyaya means self-study. Right, so when you're reading the scripture, like when you're reading, like it's not what Krishna said to, to Arjuna, that's important, right? That it's important, but what is it? How does it apply to me? How the how do, well, not even how does it apply? What does it reveal about me, right? It's it's meant to be introspection, right? And Swadhyaya also, the commentators uh, on on the Yoga Sutta say Swadhyaya is also not only recite it's self study and the study of the scripture and the recitation of texts and by extension the recitation of mantras. So Japa is also considered Swadhyaya. So you can read all the verses, or you can say one verse. You can, we can chant the Vedas, or you can chant your mantra, right? It's the same type of study, right? That's how, so, so the daily recitation, meditation of the, of the mantra, and, uh, and, the, uh, and the recitation and study of the scriptures, but all the mantra itself, as well as the text, are meant to be um, self-study, so contemplation, investigation, swadhyaya. And then Ishwara, Ishwara uh, Pranidhana, Right, pranidhana, pranidhana, right, and this is uh, means uh, uh, offering one's life, one's soul to uh, Ishvara, to God. So this is the highest thing. So that's listed as a separate thing, but that's the highest thing, right? So you could say this is so Ishvara pranidhana, and here in the very thing, this is in a certain sense that's you could say in that sense perfectly that's itself samadhi. We don't need to do the other, you know. So even the so we we practice towards it. It's not just, that's not just yoga. It's just the whole life of, of surrendering oneself to God. Some, I read, in the, I, even here, actually, I, I downloaded this. I couldn't find my text, so I just downloaded these verses. And it translates like, that's interesting. It's like, accepting your fate automatically. That's Ishwara Pranidhana. That's an interesting, that's something. That's also like, we surrender whatever God wants. 
I don't think it's just any of this, like, just accept your fate. That's it's 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 uh, giving yourself completely, giving your whole self to God. Uh, this this is uh, uh, itself considered niyama. Each one of these, santosh, tapas, uh, saucha, brahmacharya, ahimsa, uh, has so many levels of interpretation. Mm -hmm. Like our Guruji, Swami Omananda, he, um, he says, so when you, I don't speak on Yoga Sutra, it's not my specialty, but if you ever speak on this not, today, so I have to obey, <laughs> and you're remembering, he says, when you speak on this verse, <laughs> it was eight years ago he told me this, right? Right? Say this. <laughs> so I'm going to say this. <laughs> right? Because we can explain it differently. Like, like a Vedantic explains it one way, right? A Tantric explains it one way, a Yogi explains it, but, uh, but uh, a Hatha Yogi, his specialties would be very advanced in, 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 in that particular tradition, also explain it. So, uh, Saucha means a, a clean body. Well, we all said, oh, it means a clean mind, means a clean heart, clean intentions, clean aspirations, all this in Saucha. But also, it means clean intestines. Right, so you could. It also means washing your nasal passages and sticking all kinds of. We're expert at those unpleasant mm. things. If you ever want to learn, I got a bag of things to stick up your nose in my drawer there. <laughs> <laughs> so far, after all these years, Ananda has requested them. He's the only person who wants to know any of these things. <laughs> even I'm scared of them now, but <clears throat> that's also. But even that's a type of saucha, right? What level of saucha? Every, every every yogi will have their their things that that consider saucha. Uh, 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 uh. So generally, we we have to be clean in a clean environment. But more important than external clean is internal cleanliness. But it's also true that we follow external cleanliness in order to elicit internal cleanliness, mm -hmm. right? And if one is internally clean, the environment is tends to be clean, but not always. Sometimes they're completely unrelated, right? You can have uh, 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 there's there's uh, there's Alvarhut saints that their inside is 100% clean, but they don't bathe, they don't, you know, it's like, who knows what condition they're in, right? They're, so it's, they're not, they're, you can't be judging, oh, you're dirty, you didn't wash your clothes, you're, this is a break of saucha. I know. <laughs> you're not really. <laughs> the thing is, but, or we can say, you spent your whole day serving Ma's garden, therefore you're clean, right? This is very, you know, so, that, so like, that's a clean intention, right? It, it may be muddy, but you can be clean. Right, so it's so saucha. All these things are are great. So, again, after an hour of discussing, my point from last week, which I never got to mention, <laughs> my problem that I talk too much, uh, um, uh, uh, is 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 this. Uh, Swami Shivananda mentions also. Swami Chidananda heard him speak these these way also. He says exactly that to follow the yamas and niyamas. To follow any, these are just. Like we want to do something. What's what's the details of our spirit? Independent. The guru gives certain practices that we have to do. We give if he gives a mantra, you say the mantra. If he does a meditation, think we do the meditation. If he does a puja, we do the puja. We do whatever the details are. But it's not just what what is the the lifestyle that supports it. What's a, what the uh, uh, the sadhana. The, the the yamas and yamas support the sadhana and the sadhana strengthens our ability to to purify in all these different stages all the, the follow um, but what are we supposed to besides our practice what else are we supposed to, how are we supposed to interact how are we supposed to behave with each other how are we supposed to how are we supposed to uh, treat ourselves how to treat others how to uh, how do we work right uh, uh, that that is these other details right 
Um, so this is a it's a, it's a very so he says that that they're they're so connect, each one of them is everything, right? Like satya is ahimsa, right? Because ahimsa is the truth, right? Uh, brahmacharya to follow brahmacharya you have to be is ahimsa. That means you don't mistreat anybody, you don't misuse anybody's body, including your own, right? That's a very high ahimsa. Right yeah. or to speak to, or to uh, to hurt some to hurt somebody is is a great uh, or to lie to somebody is very harmful, right? Or or to fall or to, to lose your own like tapasya, right? To lose your own that also what is it like like I'm a swami, right? A lot of people look to me and expect me like that. All of it comes that oh my god, swami, have you heard? Have you found out about? And then like if I break tapasya, right? It's it's also a break of satya, mm-hmm. and a break of uh, and ahimsa. How many people I can hurt? Right, you know, it's like you see, they're all, you know, if I break Brahmacharya, I break Ahimsa and Satya. Right, so I mean, they're all so integrally connected, right? And so, Samachitana says you have to, you have to bring so much attention because every thought, every word, every action, is these are the these are the details of our lives, right? You you count every word, in thought word, and each one of these is done in thought word indeed, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, um, uh, uh, even like you know, we sit here. How do we sit? Right. Which order do we sit? How do we dress? How do uh, 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 you know all these little details? You're, they seem un, they may be not so important, but they're so important. They're the way we're, they're they're the details of our, this is how we live our life, how we spiritualize our life, and um, uh, it's kind of a corny thing to say, but somebody told me this is that uh, just like like instant you add water and mix and you make like instant something right you know like add water and mashed potatoes you get instant mashed potatoes. So how do you get instant yoga? You add awareness to anything and mix, right? It's a little corny, but it's true, right? You, know, you bring attention to anything, it becomes yoga, right? In, attention to our words and to our actions and, 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 and to our posts, you know, <laughs> like, or our clicks or whatever it is or whatever, every detail of our lives, right? Nowadays, before this talk 10 years ago, it would just be about how you treat each other. Now it's what you post and, and read, right? It's a whole other level of, 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 of interaction. Right, uh, or lack of interaction, I don't know. So, uh, let me read one thing real quick. Um, so, an example of this. Long though it's the same, the Samashiva and the, uh, the point I was reading this morning is um, that he's establishing that ahimsa. If you look at satyam, satyam is nonviolence. If you look at uh, nonviolence, nonviolence is brahmacharya. If you look at brahmacharya, brahmacharya is tapasya and truth. You know, he's establishing, I mean, they're long, Samashiva on the style of writing, you know, but he needs to many things. Uh, uh, uh. It's a ma- it's a matter of bringing attention. So I mean, should, the reason we this topic we we're trying to uh, unpack this talk, topic a little bit is because uh, we see in, uh, Usha asked me to discuss these things, uh, um, and you see in in our um, in our newsletters there's like little things that Usha usually writes. Very often they've been kind of focused the last two three years almost kind of bringing up these points a little bit because without without yamas and yamas there's no Wisdom without um, 
Yamas and niyamas is very dangerous. It's not wisdom. Knowledge without is a better way to think. Knowledge without yama and niyama is very dangerous. And you see, I mean, it's people who have some knowledge, right? Some ability, some knowledge, some prestige like that, but they don't have these principles, right? And 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 that's what we're. I mean, it's. It's, I mean, it's dramatically on the political scene, right? That that's that we're seeing all over the world, including here, right? That's where it's where it's, where it's uh, ridiculously dramatic, right? But it's true in religious scene, and 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 at work, and amongst inter, you know, everything is everything is just off. It's like what's what happened, mm. right? One way to answer is that, like, this isn't what it's 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 not an arbitrary list. This is an ancient list, right? But we can make our own list of something like this. There's some. I mean, every religion has some core. You know, have some, like in Buddhism, we there's the um, uh, 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 the precepts, right? And and they're little. They're they're more or less the same. Is abstaining from sexual misconduct, as brahmacharya, abstaining from stealing, abstaining from lying, abstaining from killing. That's ahimsa, right? Abstaining from intoxication, right? That's an interesting one because actually somebody recently wrote me. Uh, maybe they're watching actually. Very nice. Uh, Devotee of sorry Paramananda about this list. It says where does where does intoxication come in, right? You know none of these lists say you shouldn't. In Buddhism, it's it's listed, no intoxication or uh, abstaining from intoxication is one of the principles. And and in Pure Land Buddhists, uh, you'll see if you ever see they'll have like five burns, where they take the vow of the five uh, precepts and they they say it with a lit incense stick they burn themselves, and then the monks. Monks and nuns, they'll do another five because then there's ten priests. There's a larger group of ten priests. So you have five burns on the arm, five burns on the head. Uh, uh-huh. Nice shaved head, like yours, you know, <laughs> like this. You know, it's like they they take these vows very seriously, right? Yeah. And so the question was, well, where does like intoxication come? It seems to be important. Right. Of course, ancient Indian tradition, it's have a little different idea of this type of type of thing. But in the in the Shrimad Bhagavatam, the beginning of Shrimad Bhagavatam, intoxication is listed as a break of tapasya. Right, every, because it's, it breaks mm-hmm. your austerity and self-control, mm-hmm. right? That, that's that's uh, because what is it? Intoxication means you no longer full control of your consciousness. Something else is doing something to your consciousness. Mm-hmm. It could be, it could be simple. Your life falls apart and you lose control of your life. That's that happens in like drunkenness and drug use like that. But even in other type of things where something else is doing something to your consciousness, you're not doing something to your consciousness. Mm-hmm. Something else takes over. So that's a, that's a type of lack of self-control. It may or may not have spiritual value. I don't have. I have very little to no experience of these things. So I can't speak to its spiritual value, but it's a break of tapasya for sure, right? That's the thing as far as tapasya goes. And therefore, uh, uh, um, um, uh, um, Sukadev in the Bhagavatam says, people who are very serious about spiritual life should be very careful about it, right? Is it not to break this principle of dharma, right? Not to break tapasya through intoxication, you know. Um, it says those who are leaders in society and therefore are supposed to be examples and those who are very serious about spiritualization should be careful about these things specifically. And as we'll end my long roundabout way of talking about yamas and yamas. Uh, 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 are there any questions or discussions or comments or challenges or, or, <laughs> well, they, or they total must, tangent? They uh, must have talked about intoxicants somewhere because in Tantra, mm, left-handed Tantra, yeah. they specifically say to take. To yeah, well, because it's alcohol. meant. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's well, it's it's. It can't say specifically because that's that has layers, right? Yeah. Some people will take that as a completely symbolic oh, statement, sure. right? Oh, sure. Those who take it as a not symbolic, a certain category of aspirant, right? Pashu adhikari like that, certain right. aspirant, but it is right? But 
it's mentioned because it's frowned down in society, right? Because it's it's a consciously mm. consciously breaking. Because some of these type of things there are like in, in, there is not a talk on that school of tantra, right? But right. Uh, 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 <laughs> this is it's it's also mental conditioning, and in one sense you have to go beyond mental conditioning, right? And the highest realization, the highest samadhi, then condition you transcend mental conditioning. But sometimes we can get attached to yamas and niyamas. Right, we get attached to our morality, our religious morality, right? And pretty soon, I mean, you can get so much where you you can you can write these things on a on on a on a on a, on a placard and walk behind people in parades and with microphones and screaming. Well, what what which 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 version in their religion of the yamas niyamas are breaking? You know, so that's also a break of ahimsa. The break, you know, there, you can see the, the so uh, so there's a, there's a there's a danger of getting trapped. It's not that yamas niyamas they're 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 limbs. They're the foundational limbs. They're not the final goal. And people who are so attached to them and don't let go of the foundation and they never build the rest of the building, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes dramatic means are employed by certain gurus to shake somebody, right? Like uh, uh, so. Uh, 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 Sri Ramakrishna during his tantric sadhana, he you know he was you know, he's a caste Brahmin, right? From a very strict family, mm-hmm. right? In a very orthodox village at a time when orthodox meant something, right? So it, it, we, and and, it's, and it, we're not against that actually because because of that that's the holiness of his family led to Sri Ramakrishna, mm-hmm. right? That's the way ancient knowledge was passed down in those right. holy observant families, right? Mm-hmm. From our perspective, even though a lot of it we'd be on the outside of that, but that's okay. It, that came right, but at a certain level, because he was meant for the highest types of realizations possible, he had to go beyond. It was also mental conditioning. Our our problem is that we're not too attached to cleanliness, austerity, <clears throat> honesty, and celibacy. That's not the American problem, right? <laughs> so better we try to practice honesty, celibacy, cleanliness, austerity, and 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 and, and sobriety, right? Not but but. To Sri Ramakrishna, these are, and to a Brahmin of his example, maybe not him directly because we consider him a different person, type of person, but as an example, it could be you can get trapped and like, oh, I'm a Brahmin. I'm for hundred gen- I have people say, a thousand generations, nobody's drunk one drop of alcohol in my family. Yeah. Right? That's a very big thing. It's like, it's like you know, and it's something to be proud of. Wow, you come, that's an impressive family. But like, all these people, I can see the, the alcohol in your veins. You know, like you know, that's not a good thing, <laughs> right? You can see that can be, you can get trapped in that also, and it's it's good. I mean, it's you come from a, you have a pure line and a good family and a good behavior, but also that's you could be also a jerk, right? And a sober mm-hmm. jerk. <laughs> They're very loving, wonderful, holy drunks, that's right? We bow to those people, people also. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like so. It's like so you can get trapped, and so sometimes uh-huh. there's certain practices that are designed to. Um, to um, uh, um, break that conditioning. Mm-hmm. So, an example, part of the sadhana in, in, in Sri Ramakrishna's Tantric sadhana, it's mentioned in the Lila Prashant, that uh, 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 you're supposed to eat fish, right? And for a lot of traditional Brahmins, they've never, like a thousand generations, we've never oh. eaten non vegetarian food, right? Mm-hmm. And therefore, having a piece of fish is a huge, in a ritualized setting, is a huge thing. It's a sh- it shocks us. It would be you. You you'd have to overcome so much repulsion and mm-hmm. and shame of your family. What if they found out? You know, it's like there's a lot big mm-hmm. into it. This is not. I'm not telling you. This, but Sri Ramakrishna is <laughs> Bengali, and Bengali Brahmins eat fish, oh, right? So it was. It's no big deal. It has no ritual power, right? I see. Right. So, so anybody knows how he, how how what his guru did? She cooked mm-hmm. it in a human skull, 
That did it. <laughs> she cooked it in a human skull, oh. right? So okay, that cool. that was that was harder to deal with, <laughs> because that is considered no. the fish was not considered impure in his family. He grew no. up with it, right? He's a villager in, in Bengal, right? But that was so it was another. He still had to overcome the idea of purity mm. and impurity and yeah. human body and remains are he's considered unclean, right. right? To the Brahmin, you know. But there's other people, you know. There's 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 caste that deal with with bones. Right, so that's no no big deal. They're like, you want? Yeah, I'll, go, I'll get you one. They chop one and bring it to you. It's no big deal. But you know, so so that's a that's a different idea. So, but our problem is not attachment to the yamas and the yamas, right? Yamas and yamas are a way out of our attach. We're attached to to, I mean, not to be judgmental, but this is my own. Thing. We 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 don't have. We need to refine our taste, refine our behavior, refine uh, our our yogic attention, right? Therefore, to purify our mind, purify our sentiments, purify. Uh, to purify manashuddhi Man, when the mind's pure devotion naturally springs when devotion naturally springs god is easily attained self-evident as the scriptures say right so there may be you know what certain I, we have a, I, uh, there's a friend uh, haridas he was a uh, uh, from rishikesh and they have like there's like a uh, we used to kind of joke it's like oh you know it's like oh don't, careful don't show any cities you'll get stuck Right, I was there. I was like, none of us have a single city. We're like, we're, we're warned. Oh, you know, that the, the, if you show any cities, you get stuck there. Right, Sri Ramakrishna described like that. It's like, right. but we're like, oh, if you start meditating, if you start, you show any cities, don't, don't, don't do so. You get stuck there. Like, we're if this is not our our problem. Is not we have too many magical cities. You know, right. my my ability to walk through to become really really small is holding me back, and really really big is holding. <laughs> that's not that's not a thing right now. You know, it may be one of these days. That's not our thing right now. Our problem is like. Like uh, dishonesty, uh, anger, and violence, yeah. and 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 not seeing people purely. These uh, not losing self-control, becoming attached. Not you know, these are our problems. Are we have to be a little uh, humble about our position, right. right? You know, but the scriptures stay that because there's still a point. Those stories of Sri Ramakrishna eating the fish out of a human skull, perhaps, right? If it's true or not, that's what the uh, one, one book says. And those type of things we read in the in Tantra Shastra, there, um, it's still the idea that we shouldn't get caught on these also because these aren't the goal. These are the foundational right. things. The goal. This is not even. Then the next step is just sit properly. Yeah. We haven't got to that, <laughs> right? Or then control the breath and withdraw the mind, right? And focus on the object of, of the mantra or the ishta or the object of meditation, mm-hmm. and then have so much concentration that the distinction between the object of concentration and the and the, and the and the concentrator, the object of meditation, and meditation, and meditation disappear in a unit of experience of samadhi, right? That's another thing altogether, right? You know, that, so it's not everything, but it's not unimportant. And it's the path. These are the foundations of the spiritual path, universally applied, right? Uh, and it's also the symptoms of somebody on the path, right? This is, we, this is our list of what we should try to do, but also we see oh, there's, a, there's a, a new religious teacher out. So... Right. I mean, are they nonviolent? Right. Are they kind? Yeah. Are they honest? Are they pure? Right. right? Are they are they self-controlled? Are they greedy? Do they have more than they need? Do they want more than they need? You know, it's like right. you you know, it's like you can you can you can also it's a list, you know, because if not, then they haven't done the foundational things yet, right? They may have their own website and 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 and, and thousands <laughs> of Dorian disciples, but they haven't the foundation hasn't been built, right? You know, they're charismatic. That's good. Right, that's a good quality also. I mean, that we need that too to attract people, you know. Mm. 
but uh, so yeah, it's not only yeah. our path, but it's also the <laughs> symptoms of the path, you know. And so Swami Chidananda he says we should. What's the test of how we're making progress? So are we becoming less violent? Are we becoming more honest? Are we becoming more kind? Are we becoming more self-disciplined? Are we understanding a deeper and deeper levels of the scriptures and therefore of our own person, our own inner self? Are we surrendering more? You know, these are it's not so. These are this is a good checklist, right? You know, that we see. So it's like, oh, I'm a, I'm I can sit for hours now, right? But I, yeah, but I, you're you're still we're still a jerk. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know like, that's a problem, right? Right? And there's nothing worse than a yogic jerk. Right, we call this. So this is called. So, so there's a great one of our great sadhu friends. We can uh, we can call him a friend. He's a senior sadhu, named Shankaracharya. He's a tantric uh, uh, sadhaka. And he says, "Don't be a yogi demon." He told me, "Right, don't be a yogi demon." He says, "Yogi demon." He says, "Oh yes, the the yogis and the demons do the exact same sadhana. What's the difference? They're also doing tapasya." They're doing meditation, they're sitting, the whole thing. They do the exact same thing. And they get means. Yeah. Right? And it's a, but what, but one's, uh, one's becomes a saint, one becomes a demon. One's a demon mm-hmm. Right? So it's, sadhana is the same. It's the intention's different. Right? You know, so that, that's the a, difference. Don't be, is the demons don't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they want to live yeah, they always, Well, they want, they, they want the eternality in the body. But to, yeah, but, but, the body. But, uh, so don't be okay. So the, the sadhana is the same. So. <laughs> but the yamas and niyamas aren't the same. Right, the demons aren't following yamas and niyamas. Uh, maybe temporarily, or well, I'll be. You know, people do, or in order to, I have to please the goddess. So on Tuesday, I shall during the Navaratri, I shall be a strict vegetarian and not drink alcohol and follow Brahmacharya, so I can get a boon of the Devi during my month of this. Right, it's true. I mean, it's actually good. People during Navaratri, people are vegetarian; they don't drink alcohol. Brahmacharya, right? But that's it's it's just for that period of time. It's not. Uh, it's uh, anyways. It has every sadhana has its own rules. Right. But these are universally... Patanjali and the yogis... See, he Patanjali gives us this. I'm going to read quickly the final... Another list. In the in the Yoga Sutra, in the, um, in the um, uh, Sharada Tilaka Tantra, and in the Devi Gita, another list, right? Which I think is a more full list. We could talk about another future day. Yamas are Ahimsa, Satya, Asteya, these are the same. Brahmacharya, then Daya, Compassion, uh, uh, um, uh Arajava means humility, kshama, patience, vritti, steadfastness, mitahara. Mitahara means control of your eating. Right? <laughs> Meaning control, mitahara means controlled eating, moderation eating, and saucha, purity. And, the, and then the niyamas is tapas, austerity, santosha, contentment, ashtika uh, means faith, means faith in the Vedas and the scriptures and the tradition, right? Dhana, charity. Devasya uh, Pujana, the worship of the deity, worshiping the gods or worshiping God. Right? Um, Siddhanta Shavana, listening to the Siddhanta, the conclusion to the scripture. This is where we're trying to, we're, we're giving Siddhanta, we're teaching the Siddhanta, listening to the t- truth, the scriptural truth. Right? Hri uh, uh, um, means shame or, uh, or modesty, is probably a better word. Uh, mati, deep understanding, japa, repetition of mantra, and huta means fire sacrifice. Hmm. Right. This is a larger list. So you can see that as a tantric, they're expanding to other details of sadhana, of puja and homa and japa and 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 like that. But so this is also a very nice list, right? A very nice list. I mean, all the the higher Krishna have the four regular principles. Also, a very nice list. Or the five um, of the five precepts or the ten precepts of Buddhism. Also, a very nice list, right? Uh, uh, uh. Whatever the tradition, but there has to be some core. 
and it shouldn't be as an external like oh the script why should we be truthful because the scripture says no because it's 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 we want the truth why should we follow why why should we be non it's not because the scripture says so right the scripture says so because it's it's good for us it's the nature of the self this leads to realization not because the scripture says so like i had uh, uh, in one of my interreligious meetings i was talking to a rabbi and and, and and imam discussing our food restrictions Right, and and he said, oh, and, and the whole discussion was like, but the scripture says that it has to be something without hooves or with hooves, and cloven hooves, and not cloven hooves, and all this type of stuff. And and, and listening to it, I was saying, like, it's no, it's good. I mean, there, each religion, Hinduism also has a certain clean meats and not clean meats. If you're vegetarian or not vegetarian, like that, or it could just be because nonviolence is a higher principle, right? It's, it's nonviolence, not because what type of foot somebody thing has. Or cows are not cows because they're holy, not pig because they're dirty, but Fisher is okay. You know, like, you know, it's like, we can do like, the scripture says that. You can say, oh, it's okay because the scripture says so. Or we shouldn't do because the scripture says not to do it. But there's the, the yamas, niyamas, these are eternal principles. Behind all that, the real reason is because nonviolence is, is the supreme religion. Truthfulness is the truth. Right, brahmacharya is purity. Is and also we want to be pure. We want and only with the, in the soul's pure can 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 we realize the pure, simple one. Anyways, that's my rant, my my auspicious ranting for the evening. Thank you for coming into my small little warm kutir. I consider this as the inauguration of my small kutir. Yeah. And uh uh uh. Jai Ma Kali, Jai Ma Kali. Yeah.